Hey, bro, you want to collab? Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome back after so long to Extra Reverb. Yeah, we've been gone again. And uh, long story short, Coker left. And uh, it took us quite a while to drag it out of him that he didn't want to be a part of the podcast anymore. When he finally did admit that he was done with it, uh, we decided to ask him, can we please carry it on, just the two of us? And he said, sure. So we figured we like the dynamic of three hosts. So we would try to get a guest on every episode. And that's where we are today. So for today's guest, the first guest of the revamped Extra Reverb, we have a good friend of mine named Daryl, who is better known now as Sunsell. Hey, uh, thanks everybody. It's great to be here. And I just realized I forgot to introduce Jacob. Hello, I'm the other, I'm the other guest. You won't be seeing me next week. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because we already recorded next week's episode. That's hilarious. Nice. Anyways, nice. I'm just I'm just I'm just a guest for every episode. It's a quinkadink. I don't know what to tell you. Jacob's going to be a guest for every episode. <sighs> yep, uh, that's just the way it is now. I'm just yeah. such a beloved guest. Everyone's like encore, encore. So like, <laughs> all right, one more. Here we are. One more. But no, we are here to interview Sunso, man. And I gotta ask, and this is what Awesome is gonna ask you. But I'm gonna do it first. How you doing, man? What, what's going on? <laughs> I'm good, man. Like I'm 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 real good. Um, well, actually, like, I'm pretty tired. Uh, okay, so, like, before we actually, like, kick everything off, um, so this is, I think it's been, like, a year since I've spoken, like, to any Americans. So, like, my accent kind of <laughs> went away. Like, <laughs> um, so I'm trying, I'm still trying to find the cadence back because I think the way that I, I normally speak I, I don't know if uh, it'll translate real well. So I'm still trying to find my my bounce back, you know, in terms of like... <laughs> Bruh, um, just use the accent that you use when you're singing. Everybody can understand. <laughs> I sing American though. <laughs> exactly. I want no, My accent kidding. is Tom DeLong. So whenever I'm nice. talking like, hello there. Nice, and nice. I'm so, so okay. I'm so sorry for being late to the podcast. <laughs> that's prime. That's that's. Get on, silly. I'm kidding. Oh, that's the best accent, though. Like no, no, really. Like in most of my music, I sing like Owl City. So I'm like, hello guys, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I sing American now. So you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny because Adam kind of sings like Tom too sometimes. Yeah, but back then anyways, he yeah. did. Yeah, he. It shows how uh, influential that stuff was. But we're not here to talk about Blink all the time, even though I usually do. Yeah. Um. Hey, I used to. I used to be really big into Blink. So. Oh man, we're gonna get along then. Yeah, I'm a yeah, big yeah, Blink yeah. and you, Angels you have and Airways the, fan. Uh, you have these triple three, right? Like the. Uh, um. Yeah, he does. He does. Oh the, yeah. The yeah I, have, I used to have that too. The Tom DeLonge. You used to. I used to, to have that too. What do you mean used to, man? No, okay, well, technically I still do, but like, okay. um, yeah. Uh, Is I, it still I in America? No, no, it's not. I never brought it over, but yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Like at like a parent's house or something? Yeah, yeah. It's it's still at home. Like it's okay. uh, in a corner somewhere, but like, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to excavate the uh, dirty fingers pickup. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I need to do that. Uh, 
Oh, you know what? Mine's, I think, already has some, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, the, no, they the come with them. Does. Sorry, I was thinking of yeah. something else. Um, they're, they're good pickups, for sure, if you want that yeah. pop-punk distorted sound. It's awesome. Yeah, for um, sure. So I might, I might look into taking that out. Because the guitar itself is real old. So like, How much are the pickups themselves? They're not too expensive, are they? Three Fingers pickups, I think… I mean, they're not like super expensive, but like… They're still kind of premium, you know. Right. Like, oh yeah, hundred and fifty bucks right here. Yeah, they're they're yeah. kind of expensive for pickups. They're kind of expensive for sure. Yeah. So I don't yeah. have any experience soldering, so I'd be afraid to do something like that personally. Although it's something every music, not musician per se, but anyone that deals with, you know, gear and guitars and stuff, it's a great skill to pick up on. Technically, uh-huh. Austin and I know how. Very to nice. <laughs> and yes, we do. <laughs> I was about to say that. I was about to say that yeah. we have experience soldering. And the reason I asked Daryl yeah. if that guitar was still in America is because Daryl left a lot of stuff in America, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, <laughs> including his keyboard, which he later just said, you can have Austin. So that's yeah, why he's that's he's sick. cool. Yeah, it's a and, um, key. What keyboard? In Mario Key Station 88. Ah. Yeah, I left a lot of things back Can't borrow there. any of your gear. I'm, I'm still here. You know, I might need some. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, if I had music, any go. gear to loan out left, like, for sure, dude. But like, I think, I think I loaned out my. So there's that eighty-eight key. I loaned out a guitar. Like it's like a guilt acoustic. I think it was really nice too. Like I'm quite, I'm still quite bummed about. Oh, that. Dude, that, that was the one you were pulling up with, uh, in school, wasn't it? With their leather yeah, jacket. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, the the, the, the little one. And I remember that. I left a pair of like pre-sonus, uh, like. Those like really cheap ones, like the the e headphones. Um, no, the, the monitors. studio monitors. Yeah, yeah, the real small oh, ones, they? like the rinky big. Oh, okay. Like I think it was like the Eris Eris three point fives or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Eris three point fives. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, those I, are the small ones. I basically loaned all these things to like our schoolmates and. Yeah, and I don't think I'm ever going to get that back, but it's okay. <laughs> like, no, probably not. You know how that goes. Blend it out to Jared from base class, and there you go. Man, America is huge. You know, like I ain't about to take a like, cross-country trip just to collect gear. Like, that's not <laughs> how it works. And then bring it back. Bounty like, hunting gear. Nah. <laughs> Maybe one day when you're here to get a Grammy or something. Oh, no, I doubt. I think you 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 have a better chance of getting a Grammy than I do. I think we'll both see. of you should collab and increase your odds of getting a grant. You know That's what? true. You like, know what, Jacob? Statistically, the numbers work out. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that because I have been waiting on this punk to send me his stems to be remixed <laughs> for about two years now. <laughs> he said he wants me to remix one of his songs. I still do. He's like, though. all right, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's, it's, no, it's it still, just... it's still... <laughs> I'm still working on it. Um, So I think from that time that I was talking about that, um, I don't think I'm putting out that song anymore. Like, But I oh. have now ripped off the band-aid and started putting out like songs, right? So um I have yeah. like a solid release schedule over this year. So like I might no, I it's not might. I will send you something. <laughs> Alright. Um, Looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I think I had I have I think at least three more singles coming out this year. I'm not too sure. Very nice, very nice. Including one that just came out. We can just go ahead and talk about that. Uh, yes, sir. Daryl has a new song out called Landline. Yes, sir. And uh, you want to talk about that? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a it's a song I wrote last year, I think. So all the songs that I'm putting out now have been like finished, like at least last year. So like a lot of this stuff now is just like uh, I was gonna say posthumously, but they're not dead. So like, um, <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. Like you know, give it some time. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, um, it it's kind of like a backlog of stuff that I'm putting out. So yeah, this song I wrote last year. It's kind of like a post post punkish Joy Division slash like New Order thing kind of going on. I don't like the like name drop references, but like that's kind of the vibe I was kind of going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for me, like whenever I hear like Daryl's music, it always reminds me of like, oh, it's. It's like that music. Like you know <laughs> you've heard it, music. but it's kind of hard to describe. <laughs> and it's, it's also really hard to name like an artist that's that's like that for me. Um, and I was going to add, when we were preparing for this, I shared that song with Jacob and mm-hmm. uh, he instantly liked it. And that's notable because Jacob hardly ever listens to anything outside of his Blink-182 Blink slash <laughs> Angular yeah. and Airwaves, Owl City slash Sky Sailing, and Chain Gang of 1974 circle. Oh, right. So Sometimes Lens gets sprinkled into there. <laughs> that's okay, a that's that's that rush. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. And then, but yeah, like uh, Jacob, Jacob, like uh, he instantly was like, yo, I like this. I like this. So, all you guys listening, I bet you'll like it too. Feel free to check it out. We'll have a link in the description. Thanks, man. Yes. Um, yeah, sirs. I mean, I've kind of been, I wouldn't say getting away with like, uh, and this is like some inside wrestling type. Like I've been getting away with uh, getting playlisted on like Spotify and stuff. Like just because like where I'm from, like not a lot of people make this kind of music. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm always kind of like the anomaly when it comes to like uh, like the new music Friday Singapore or like the, like the, in the Asiatics, you know. Like, <laughs> It's, yeah. uh, I've been pretty blessed in that sense. But yeah, like I, I really like the song. I recently had to play like a strip show and then I uh, had to put together like a strip version of that song too. So, you know, like it, it's been it's been a pretty wild year so far. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about the Spotify thing later too. Yeah. But yeah, man, everybody go listen to that. All right. So my next question is how... Slash when did you start making music? And like, uh, what DAW, what's been your DAW journey and, you know, right. all that? So before I actually came came to the States, uh, I did a year of school, also in audio engineering. So that's kind of where like I started out recording. They made us use Logic, um, which is, you know, I mean, I still use it to this day. I think for now, like, uh, at least on production level, I still am the most comfortable on Logic. But I'm trying to, you know, be a bit more open-minded just because, like, I have to use multiple doors. It seems to me like I keep switching doors, um, which is not the best uh, <laughs> situation to be in. But yeah, I still produce on Logic. I actually can mark, like, my musical, like, where, like, my my recording journey began it was in 2019 because I started in January too. Like I started in uh, school in January. So before that, I had no like idea of like how to use anything basically. So hmm. 
um yeah it's been like uh it's been a while three and a half years man like <laughs> um but, but you yeah. were playing before then right yeah yeah so i i, I dabbled so i play guitar like you know you know like playing guitar just good enough to like look cool like that's kind of <laughs> that was kind of like the mo like <laughs> yeah so i i just played i was playing in church for a while and then i stopped and then um once in a while you get together with friends in gym but other than that like i it's never been like a serious thing i wouldn't say it's a very serious thing now too but like you know, <laughs> um i guess coming into like the recording it's all relative realm, yeah coming into like recording realm um and like actually having it recorded kind of makes changes the game a little bit so yeah mm-hmm. so yeah it's been a have something to point to and be like i made that yeah. <laughs> right well speaking of like building up your career and stuff I'm curious as to where you took inspiration to get like your style of music, that sun cell vibe. Um, there <laughs> were some, there were some bands that we were looking at and artists that we were looking at. The mm-hmm. one that jumped to mind for me, I know I said earlier you can't name any artists, but there was one that kind of, sort of, you reminded me of, and that is a guy you see on YouTube named Fum Vifi Root, and I really hope I said oh, that right. Right, right, yeah. You Fum know who Vulcrit, I'm talking about? I think, yeah, 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 yeah. The Hello Anxiety I, I actually, guy. Like, I'm saying that name like so casually, but like I don't even know when I'm saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, like the voice, the guitar styling, the right. um yeah, I don't know. And That's then cool. uh there's there's a band called Wallows. Um, right. Yeah, Jacob pointed was, this out to me. I can't remember who did you say his band was? was? The guy so from I, I don't know if you've ever seen 13 Reasons Why. Um, the main uh, character, no, Clay, what's his show. name? I'm blanking. It's something, ah, it's going to make me mad. Uh, I can look it up real quick. It's going to take me, uh, Dylan Minette. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. That, duh. Uh, but his band uh, actually reminded me of your music a little bit. Or not not as much your music, but um, from Vam Fruits. Sorry, I can't pronounce it either. <laughs> Uh, you know, I started listening to uh, Hello Anxiety, which I really liked the music video to that, by the way. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. the first, like, the first thing that popped up in my head, like, reminds me of that one song by them. And I, I don't listen to them enough to know. I, I do follow them on Spotify, but I, you know, <laughs> again, I'm in a circle of what I listen to. So, yeah. I, you know, I was just wondering, like, if you knew them at all. There's also uh, yeah, yeah, another sure. band yeah. I listened to called uh, The Chain Gang of 1974. Yes, sir. That yes, your music kind of reminded me of. I'm so, very familiar. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, with, very familiar with uh, Wallace, uh, you said? Like, you know uh, Ching? Ching oh, I said, yeah, I yeah, told yeah. you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Ching. Let's go, man. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I discovered Chain Gang through GTA 5, I think. <laughs> Me too. That Sleepwalking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes, dude. sir. Yes, sir. Our scopes are just aligning just more and more, dude. That's right. You know? <laughs> Give it it's five more funny. minutes. You're like... <laughs> um, five more minutes, you'll find out. Um, Actually, I'm your long-lost cousin. <laughs> We're related. <laughs> I'm from no. Singapore. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Actually, it's kind of funny... Jacob does have a bit of Filipino in his blood. Yeah, so oh, that's cool. That's kind of close. Yeah, that's kind of close. Well, yeah, geographically, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, did you yeah. um did you take any inspiration from any of that? Um, it's kind of like subconscious, right? Like I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time, I don't sit down and be like, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna like produce this kind of song. Yeah. But Chain Gang is a pretty good comparison, I guess, just because it's like it's still pretty electronic but like you know still a bit grimy i guess um very alternative yeah yeah very alternative that's the that's the word like yeah 
uh, alternative, you know. So I, every time someone asks me what uh, genre it is, I just say like alternative or like indie. Like, you know, yeah. Just yeah, like all yeah. these cop-out answers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so my parents are pretty into music too. Um, and I would say like, the closest thing I could compare myself to in terms of genre to them is like Depeche Mode. I don't know if you know uh, like this band Depeche Mode. Like it's a they're like the, an 80s oh, band. Oh, I didn't I didn't understand you at first but yeah, yeah I've yeah, always Depeche pronounced mode. that Depeche Mode. Depeche <laughs> Mode. Depeche yes. Mode. Come on, man. You're Depeche right. Mode, you're right. right. <laughs> Depeche Mode. Yeah, I know. I've heard like their songs on like classic throwback radio. I cannot yeah, name sure. a single one at the moment but I know yeah. I've heard them. What's yeah, the yeah. most popular song? Um, well, they have many. I would say Enjoy the Silence is a pretty popular song. That one song that Marilyn Manson covered, uh, Personal Jesus. I don't know if you know Personal Jesus. No, I don't know that one. Reach what, out and what's touch another me, one? you know? <laughs> yeah, there are, there are a few, there are a few. Um, it's kind of a situation where like, if you go to like the Spotify and you click the first one, like, oh, okay, I kind of like, I think I've heard it on before or, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I guess, kind of the closest thing I would say just because, like, it's pretty electronic, but, like, um, they bounce around in terms of, like, genre a lot mm-hmm. too. But there's some, like, consistency in that, which is what I'm trying to go for. So the past three songs have been pretty electronic. Uh, I think the next few songs... Well, they're supposed to sound like, you know. Actually, Austin, um, the next single I'm putting out is the one I, um, like I did for like one of the portfolio classes. Oh, that's you cool. remember that? Yeah. I, I remember the key of the song and I remember thinking, this song is so Daryl, you know. <laughs> like nobody else did a song like that. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Hey, man, you know. Yeah, so uh, with that in mind, uh, I was just kind of wondering how you go about writing your music. You know, do you, do you like to do, you know, you have a paper, you have a notebook, you're just kind of oh, out man, and about, a, you're on a computer, music first, or <laughs> lyrics? Like, what's yeah. your process usually? Generally, I do music first, um, just because, like, yeah, lyrics, uh, lyrics are hard, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you do lyrics before music easily. Like, I need to kind of hear what I'm singing to before yeah. I write anything. For sure. It's usually like really talented pop people that go like, you know, they just hum something and then be like, you know, like you see like Some, uh, all, all Charlie these- Charlie Puth, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all these perf- perfect bitch guys, you know, they just, and then you just make a song. Like, <laughs> like, like, like why can't I have that skill? <laughs> I just go, you know, and then- Because it ain't no it skill. Becomes like a- Magic. Two and a half minute song. Yeah. yeah. So usually I do music first just because, yeah, like you said, like I need something to kind of like write over. And then, yeah, I, I don't know. Lyric-wise, it just kind of like, I start with a line and then just build around it. I think everybody does that. Yeah, sure. And I mean, this is something I've only realized like recently, which is that like, I don't really know what I'm writing about either. Like, I don't, like, I don't either. Uh, yeah, you just, you just write, right? And then you finish it. Like, it still has to kind of like make some narrative sense, but the, I, I only usually- find out. Little, yeah. Yeah, I usually come up with the narrative after the song written. And I'm like, yeah, you know, to me, I think the song, you know, <laughs> yeah. this, this, and that. Uh, it's funny because the way I write music actually is pretty linear. I'm like, all right, here's the beginning of the song. What do I say? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even do like, oh, I'm going to work on the chorus. And like, I usually write, oh, that's cool. which is really probably not the best way to do it. But in my world, in my brain, it's usually it's kind of like, I don't know, man. I'm just, this is how I start. I need to write music. All right, what's <laughs> going on? What's this story? 
Yeah, I hate it sometimes. I, I've been in, I've been such a um, I've been such in writer's block recently. I'm trying to write for my upcoming album. I just can't get the words out because there's a mixture of getting the words out and a mixture of like, but it's got to be like catchy. You know, it's got to have the right yeah, melody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I I usually start out with a line, but I don't really know what part of the song that's gonna be in. Right. <laughs> so it's just kind of like you know, it's it's one of those uh, I wouldn't call it a mind map situation, but like it's like it starts from like the inside and it works its way around. Uh, and then, you know, then I'll get the rest of the song. Um, but I never really know what it's about until like, uh, when you start writing press releases, like you actually need to tell people what it's about. And like, that's when you're like, yeah, what is it about? <laughs> you know, And then you mm-hmm. have to kind of, because you have to sell it to the press too, right? So it's just kind of like, yeah. uh, how 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 like what do I say? Yeah, so it's a pretty interesting experience overall. <laughs> like just like having to sit, like you know, you spend so much time writing the lyrics, and by the time you're done, you're just like, okay, I never want to like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never want to think about this ever again. Yeah, and but like then you have to write a press release, and it's like now I have to think about it again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a real. I wouldn't say a dissociative experience, but like you got to kind of like okay you know yeah speaking of the press i'm wondering how did you get so many press things written about you i keep seeing it on your instagram (laughs) people keep highlighting you bro i have no idea man (laughs) honestly man like i'm coming from like a situation where becoming an artist was never like the intention i'm still kind of like what's going on you know like i'm in (laughs) utter disbelief of like everything like yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm still, I'm still, you know, so I think what's happening is cause, um, I'm technically signed like by a, like a small indie label here oh, really? in uh, cool. Singapore. Mm. So I write a press release and they just send it to like all the, all these, uh, publications that, you know, um, write about music locally. So, well, um, yeah. I got to ask you based on that, I-, I wasn't sure if you're on Twitter or not. Um, oh, uh, I know. Well, he is, I, but he doesn't do no <laughs> okay, music so promotion. There. The reason I ask, as far as I know, the easiest way to get verified on Twitter uh-huh. is if you have articles written about you, which sounds like oh. you do. So you might want to look into that because you might oh, get right. verified very easily. <laughs> especially, I think you want like five like articles or something. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Good luck to that. Cause I, 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 cool. I wish I could be verified. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> hey, man. Like, yeah, it's cool. I. I'm I'm still gunning for the Instagram clout, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, I don't yeah, feel yeah. That's Instagram what he's is, working on, man. Yeah, that's the that's ultimate like clout, right? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like in my point, in my like small old man point of view, like Instagram clout is still like you know, um, I don't use TikTok, but apparently my songs are on TikTok. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, with uh, with any like most distributors, it usually goes on TikTok too. I was surprised yeah. too when I found out. So it's yeah. weird how TikTok works. Yeah, it's just like what? Okay, you know. But like, uh, so so they send it out, right? Yeah, they send and it then, out. Okay. Well, speaking of like social media and stuff, like mm-hmm. just hitting off of that, do you have like any advice for like up and coming artists to try and promote themselves? Oh wow! <laughs> like, and even with like the Spotify playlist stuff, I know you oh, said right. you're really surprised by that, but do you have like any advice? Um, any tips? Yeah, so I think uh, in terms of like social media, like, so I'm not like super active on social media. 
like that's just the kind of person like I am. But um, if you look at my Instagram, like um, a lot of it is just like straight up like making content to prime the thing for release. Like every time I, I do a single, like I'll have like uh, a few promo videos here and there. I realized after talking to some like people that they view social media like posts and stuff like as an obligation. Um, it's like, oh, you know, I have to do like a cover photo. Now I have to do like a photo shoot. Now I have to do like content, you know. But I think if you look at it as a, an extra opportunity to kind of like express yourself and like kind of in not so many words, like build a world around like your, your release or like your, your album or whatever. Like it just gives people a better idea of like what you're going for if you have like a visual mm-hmm. component to it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I just look at like Instagram and stuff as like a opportunity to kind of like, oh, you know, like for this latest single, my friend who's technically my manager, but like we were just talking, it's like, you know what? Like, why don't you change everything in black and white? And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like because it fits the song, right? So like, I just one day just woke up and like swapped all my like display pictures and like my, like even my Spotify pictures, like I, I monochromed everything and then I replaced everything <laughs> just for like this one song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if like, Everybody um, noticed, but like, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, you know, just to make myself like giggle a bit. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think all these things are like just an extra way to kind of like express yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool way of looking at it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta really just, you know, like own it. You know, it's an extra skill that you have to pick up. Like, editing and like you know maybe like light photoshop but like it does pay dividends a little bit uh especially this day and age so yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. um yeah in terms of like the spotify stuff like um like i said i think i've been blessed enough to like you know get away with being playlisted just because like number one like the music is kind of unique but also i think uh in my point of view like a record engineer point of view, like I think making sure your songs uh, can like hold their ground in like curated playlists. So like making sure, you know, like the engineering is good enough or like your LUFS level is like, you know, competitive, that kind of thing. The, the last thing you want, let's say you're like in a playlist and you hear the song before and then you hear your own song. And then you have to like yeah. start jamming the the volume up button, you know, <laughs> like um, loudness wars, man. Yeah, we got <laughs> yeah, man. Houston. We got a problem. Yeah. So I mean, th- I think that kind of thing too. Like, it still does exist. Unfortunately, it's like, uh, and it's like a show of like professionalism versus like amateurish, amateurish stuff. Like, you know, and it's not. I wouldn't say like you know having a soft song is amateurish, but like to the layman, you, you know what I mean, like. Um, and these playlists are catered for like the layman so we don't really have a choice but to like just strive for like a, like a clean minus 7 or a minus 5 LUFS you know right yeah you just gotta just gotta send it man <laughs> yeah everybody's chasing the shadow of Yasutaka Nakata who can put out a master with an RMS level of negative 3 yes sir like just just you know just just squash everything, you know. <laughs> Take no prisoners. Oh, you know, actually. Yeah. Okay, I got to tell you the, about this plugin real quick that I discovered. Um, I found a plugin called Newfangled Saturate. 
And yeah. uh, this is basically clipping. Right. And what yeah. this guy said is clip everything, but this plugin doesn't just clip. It also artificially redraws the waveforms below the oh. clip threshold. Wow. So it's clean. And it's like you have to crank it up really loud before you hear like any effects of clipping. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I use that on everything now. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, like, yeah, I've been like just in like a mix standpoint. Like, I've been clipping a lot more than I used to now. <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. and then also like just heavier compression on the way out. Like, it, it's that kind of balancing between like what you learn in school and then like oh, but like what you really need to do. Like, <laughs> you're, you know, um, um, yeah, Al City's album Ocean Eyes definitely has a really compressed squashed sound and it's really loud in some mm-hmm. songs um kind of have that distortion to it but it's like a clean distortion where like it's supposed to be there yeah yeah for and sure. honestly nice. i think that's might that might be even that kind of music like fireflies would be a great kind of mixing and mastering reference to use when completing a song yeah for sure like i think uh especially that period like uh like our city was like 2000 maybe like mid-2000s, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that period, like everything was like super loud. And it's crazy because like you could really hear the distortion and then they play over radio and then you really, you know, you really hear it after a while. Um, yeah, because radio gets really compressed anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually apparently going to go on radio soon. So like, uh, oh, I, I think I'm like holding on to dear life. Like I hope my master can like, <laughs> like withstand the, the, the radio the compression, compression. <laughs> do you reference on like multiple um like sources yeah i where, I, I try yeah. like um the my my like go to reference it's kind of hard to car yeah my go to reference is like i put it in my phone and i play it out on speakers <laughs> like, yeah um because i realized after a while but i think it differs from phone to phone uh, my phone has this weird thing where if like there's anything above like two or three k at the sides, primarily like like it starts getting like you know really gnarly and like so I don't know what mm-hmm. that says about you know my mid side processing, but like I've been paying more attention to that recently. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just to have it translate <laughs> better. Yeah. Yeah, my my favorite uh monitors to use. My favorite reference is actually my car. Because that's yeah. where I listen to most of my music, you know, driving to work and back or, you know, going to drives in the canyon. So it's like, I figure if my song sounds pretty good in the car, it's most likely pretty good. Yeah, but, for sure. you know, there's always that worry of like, does it sound good in mono? And it's always great to check that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, how many things are mono these days? Because even cell phones aren't even in mono. Like they have the two yeah. speakers now, like modern phones. So I don't know. But it's yeah, still important I mean, to check out. Well, yeah. there is one thing. There is one thing, and that is smart speakers. Even though they're technically in stereo, like they're so it's just yeah, one they, little package. So you're gonna hear like mostly mono. Um yeah. and by the way, the Google Home speaker, that is what music is played on the most. So if you wanna hear how that's your sound, disturbing, how your song sounds on the thing that um more music is listened to on than anything else, get a get a set of those. I don't think it's possible. No, nobody, nobody needs a set of Tenoys. Nobody needs a set of <laughs> Yamaha NS10s. I don't know if you can use it as a speaker though, like that. Like I think it's like, yo, go to Spotify and play this song. If your song's not out yet, how does that work? I don't know if there's like an aux port for that or something. Where you just <laughs> get play the drivers out. out. I don't know how to get do the, that. Get the drivers out. <laughs> 
but yeah, just but take out the like, cones in your monitors and put these Google Home drivers on it. <laughs> yeah, but then it, it still wouldn't be the same because it's probably more than just the drivers, you know, it's probably like the body it's built into and like where yeah. it's placed in the yeah. house. So that, that can yeah, get kind of right. intricate Dude, if you really mean, want it to be. There's no reason to do it, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, people right. have like all sorts of weird things now, like sound bars and like, you know, yeah. surround sound. Like, but I don't even I know what it's speakers are. I would hope it was a stereo. Yeah. yeah like, um, so yeah, I, I mean, the one thing that yeah, was... Um, I've seen a lot of like people talk about like how usually they fold their low end into mono just to be safe. Um, yeah. But then, then you hear like hip hop records with like bass that is clearly not in mono. So I don't know what the exception to the rule is. But, you know, I can check my mixes in mono, but I don't think I'd be able to stand like mixing the whole song in mono. Oh yeah, it's no. Ideal. Like because the, how? Like, yeah, I don't, you can't. I don't know. You can't do that. Like what usually happens is either during mastering or like uh, a mix, like um, I tend to use like a stereo imager to like narrow out my low end. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Um, like just my low yeah. end. Yeah. So uh, sometimes I do that. I mean, it really depends on what you're going for, but um, sometimes that helps because that's the, mm-hmm. that's the only thing, like if you want to check everything in mono to like, Mostly what comes through is like, you know, obviously there's no side information. So yeah, you gotta have to like, you're gonna have to like check what's being heard in mono because those should be like the most prominent things. Yeah. Like your vocal or like, especially guitar lines. Like there are so many like instances of like songs with guitar lines bend like hard left or hard right. Um, Mm -hmm. But the only problem that, I mean, it's a cool thing to have, but like the only problem that is if in any case, like someone's listening to your song in mono, they won't hear it, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. That- I use a plugin called MSED. It's completely free. It's from mm-hmm. Vox Enjo. Oh, right. Um, and it is it's a mid-sider, mid-side encoder decoder. And mm-hmm. it lets you, you can mute the side, mute the mid, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, even turn them up and down too. So yeah, that's I, really I, good for I, I referencing as well. Yeah, like um, what I I do like the the I wouldn't say cheapo, but like I you know because we have like Slate digital plugins, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think Infinite EQ, oh yeah, has a option to solo mids and sides. So usually I I just like stick that on to whatever I wanna hear, like mid side yeah. comparison stuff. So yeah, that's kind of like oh the you know my go to thing to do sometimes. But yeah, ever since I started work, I, I've been blessed with many other plugins. So like, you know, getting pretty spoiled yeah, these um, days. I'm curious about something actually. What's your favorite reverb to use? Because obviously your music has a lot of reverb in oh, it. Oh so. man. Um, yeah, like honestly, I just use uh, Arverb. Like I know that's not like a great reverb, like, but um, uh, because I've tried like using Valhalla at work, that kind of thing. But like, I'm like a really like, I wouldn't say cheap, but like I try to make do with like the most basic stuff. And also because like a lot of like uh, Renaissance plugins are very um, light on the CPU usage. Mm. So um, I try to go for things that, you know, are like pretty common or like not common, but like, you know, 
pretty low on CPU usage. And, you know, if I want to swap it out, I'll swap it out later. You know, it's not a big deal. I actually have a preset for like production and stuff these days. So oh, that's really good. Yeah. So I just, I just, I set up like three reverbs and like a few delays. Yeah. Like you don't really have to think about it when you're like producing or you don't have to like make it from scratch every time you want to make something. Um, so hey man, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Like I'll just keep it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, man, a wise man once said, if it sounds good, it is good. Yeah, Austin yeah, made, yeah. made me a template for, or us, him, he made a template on reason that I also use a lot. That has a couple of reverbs, delays, and I believe a, um, uh, what was it? A, it was a unison. Mac, unison. Right. 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 I love, I love that template. I use it quite a bit. Funny enough, I use Valhalla. Oh, hell yeah. I, I've heard great things about Valhalla. I don't, I, I don't personally have it, it, but it's real fun. Isn't it free or cheap? They have, they have a free version, and I cannot remember the name. Let me look it up. All right. In the meantime, but in the though, meantime, yeah, I have a question for you. Uh, I saw on your Instagram that uh, you had a concert with, and I, sorry, I pronounced the wrong, Quang. Oh yes, uh, sir. And I was, yes, yes. I was wondering how that came about and what the whole inspiration behind that was. Um, so like for those, uh, uninitiated to Singapore culture, which is like everybody, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So the place we perform is called the Esplanade and it's kind of like the, like the go-to arts place. So honestly, like, again, like I really don't understand what's going on because this is like my second show and I'm already doing like, I really you already got, have the top, man. Yeah, I were like getting booked to do that venue in particular. Um, but yeah, it's like the that, water ballet place and oh, Coruscant in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a it, what's the closest American thing I compare can compare it to? I don't know. I, the, I'll need the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, you calling I, it the Grand <laughs> Ole Opry? Well, yeah, actually, maybe like. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a good comparison because they do like, you know, uh, do a lot of other stuff there too. But so the idea <laughs> for that show was something that the venue actually suggested, like uh, they wanted to, well, they asked me to do like a mixed medium kind of performance. Um, so I was talking to like my manager about it. I was like, man, actually like, uh, what are we going to do? Like, <laughs> I don't know anybody. <laughs> like, um, in the case of like Kwang, who is like the dancer that, you know, agreed to do it with me, um, she was like a, my manager's girlfriend's friend. So like we kind of just linked up uh, based on that connection. And um, yeah, just try to conceptualize like a contemporary dance slash music thing. Because if you think about it, like, I mean, you, you can't really dance without music, you know? <laughs> so that seemed like a natural connection. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of like working out the kings or like how this is actually going to happen. Like, am I going to dance too? Like, you know, like, like <laughs> all these questions. You know? <laughs> um, that would have been interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like the most I could get away with is like a hit bobble and like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hit bobbing and, you know, but yeah. Oh like, man, so... Yeah. No no dancing like uh Fum did in that video of Helen Hello Exactly. That's a goal. That's a that's like a that's a down the road thing. You know, like <laughs> I, I don't wanna I don't wanna put people off too early. <laughs> Dude, he had the moves, man. He had those yeah, moves. For sure. So yeah, yeah, that's on down the road. Moves stuff. like Jagger. <laughs> yeah. Jacob, it's, be, it's, it'd, be, uh, it'd be interesting. Oh sorry, go on. Oh no, no. It, it's just more like a 
yeah, it was a pretty interesting thing to do, especially like as a second show. Yeah. Because again, like with the whole, if you're just starting out, like nobody knows any of your songs, you know? <laughs> so yeah. you just kind of have to like own the fact that, you know, everything, everybody's hearing it for the first time. And yes, this is how I'm presenting it, you know, paired with interpretive dance. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, yeah. it's a lot to take in, you know? <laughs> dude, um, Kwong died, dude. Yeah. She fell off her chair, man. Oh no, that's, so, so, okay, funny story about that. <laughs> like, I, I thought that was like, so when we were practicing and she did that, I was like, oh, are you okay? And I didn't realize like that was on purpose. You know, so I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> all right. Like, uh, let's keep it going then, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, there are a lot of things I didn't know about contemporary dance. And I feel like now that I've been in close proximity with it, like I understand it a little bit better. Yeah. So it's cool, man. Like it's all, it's all vibes, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the vibes. Anyways, um, Jacob, you were wondering about the free Valhalla plugin. It is called Supermassive. Right, I remember right. that now. That's such yeah. a familiar name. Most of what I hear from Valhalla is always like Valhalla, Valhalla Room or like Valhalla Vintage Verb. But yeah, I think those are the P ones. Yeah, Valhalla Supermassive is exactly like it sounds. It can do very supermassive sounds. Nice. So yeah, it's really good at that. Okay, so Jacob wrote this question actually. He said... Have you made any lifestyle choices inspired from any favorite artist? You know, I think I should let him explain that because <laughs> no, uh, I, I think I get me, exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, so and I have <laughs> like for example, like I started growing out my hair in high school, and I discovered Owl City, right? And then I started singing and like kind of like acting like Tom DeLonge and somewhat dressing like him, not entirely, but just a little bit influenced by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, literally, you know, like yeah, no, I've been choices. there, man. <laughs> I, 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 because I did the same thing in like high school too. Like when every teenager was listening to like you know. Fallout Boy and like My Chemical <laughs> Romance and like you know some some weirdos like us with listen to Blink One Eighty Two so yeah yeah I know exactly what you mean I also did everything you did including uh getting like my lip pierced and like <laughs> oh really I haven't gone that yeah, uh, far like, in yet I've, but I've had multiple piercings like <laughs> right uh, on. they're all gone now obviously well not obviously but like I think that look is kind of dated now. But uh, no shade to anyone that still has, you know, uh, <laughs> facial piercings. I think it just didn't, you know, uh, I didn't resonate with me so much as a as a twenty eight year old anymore. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I paint I painted my nails black too, like for for a long time. Um, right on, right on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like the whole punk rock thing, real really like you know, especially at that time like there weren't a lot of subcultures to kind of like gravitate not as many as there are now so yeah like you were either like a punk kid or like not a punk kid I don't know like <laughs> um yeah for sure like that, that whole Tom DeLong thing uh I I fully understand everything you've been going through because I have gone through all of that. <laughs> uh, and right, some. yeah. I bought a guitar too, man. You know? Like, <laughs> right, that's why I, I bought an electric guitar for the first yeah, time. That's when I got yeah. my straps because when I started getting exactly. the blink back in 2016. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yes, yes, hundred percent yes. I know. I I knew what you were talking about when I as soon as I heard that question. Like you know, that's funny. Um, yeah, I'm a very impressionable person. So and I think people know that it's. I uh, it's like personality mirroring, except I don't yeah. do it to like you know. Some people kind of use it as a way to like kind of become friendly with people. That's just I right. I don't do it by choice. Mm-hmm. I just if I get exposed to something, I can like easily start <laughs> acting like that. Right. I don't know. I'm not very yeah. Original. It's just like it's, it's looking at something and it's like you know, hey, that's kind of like what I identify with. You know, like as a person. So like you know, it's like it's like an extra way to express yourself. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I uh, heads off to anybody that has been influenced by anything, man. Like, <laughs> that's yes, what's we've up, been you know? there, guy. It's normal. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Like, <laughs> out of curiosity, is there any other genres of music you plan to create, or maybe you do on the side that I didn't catch, or that you're Whoa, at all like, okay. in, I suppose. So I like, ever gonna I, make I, make a Blink One Eighty Two esque <laughs> song that I, I'd be the first one to listen. <laughs> Some angels and areas. I start oh singing yes. Spaces. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, you know my new song is actually inspired a lot off of Angels and Airwaves. So I think with the direction I'm going, it, it's a weird direction, just because like these songs are already done. Like the the songs I've been putting out, uh, they are, they've been done like for a while. So I think everything I'm like every new thing I'm writing now is pretty different from like what I've been doing recently. So. On one hand, like I'm pretty like haphazardly going into this kind of like because I'm also afraid of um losing people. But at the same time, as an artist, I guess you know you just kind of have to like, eh. you know, it's like I'm an independent musician anyway. Like there's literally like so little at stake. Like so, just you know, just go for it. Like um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think down the road I'm veering a little bit more like electronic down tempo stuff but uh, I told my manager like after I do one long form like I want to do like a country thing like <laughs> really now I've been pretty obsessed with like slide guitars and stuff yeah 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 like I I want to like fully commit like at least an EP of like just like you know like Everly Brothers style like you know <laughs> harmonizing I mean, I, I'm and, on like, that boat where like I want to make an EP of something completely different at some point yeah yeah or to make a whole new like project of it you know new artist name and whatnot yeah for sure um i'm trying to sell the fact that as like sun cell it has the room to go anywhere like it's also kind of like prepping people for like whiplash like (laughs) um so you 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 or you set the stage as a person that you know like just makes whatever they want and then you just stick with it because i realized after a while like you know uh, compartmentalizing your different projects it's I think it's good if you already have like a strong following yeah but I think if you're just starting out like like it or not like it's already so hard to like get people to like listen to to you as an up-and-comer so maybe like separating all these different musical projects for a start isn't like the best thing I think once you have like a strong follower base and like you know you get more like more people know like who you are like then you have kind of room to like maneuver and like start different projects or yeah you know yeah because if you're the only person doing that project too like it's kind of like um then it's like oh what so what do you want me to listen to what? Whereas if you're like doing a side project with another person, then that's 
different too. Like, you know, it's a combined effort and yeah, mm-hmm. like people understand that a little bit better. I don't know. I don't want to like assume what people think, but like, you know, it's just kind of like based off like what I would think, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Yeah. I want to be the kind of artist that like, Nobody knows what to expect coming exactly, from me next. Exactly, yeah. So you do I that by like cool. just like left-hooking people all the time. So yeah. like once you keep left-hooking people, they 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 brace for it. Like, you know what I mean? For yeah, me, yeah. I just like, I want to produce like whatever makes me happy. Like whatever I'm like, you know, let's say I'm really influenced off something. You know, yeah, for if, sure. if it's something I really want to pursue, I'd rather do that than be like, well, the well, people expect to hear this. Yeah, for sure, know? for sure. And, but I also have that realistic, um, you know, that feeling where it's like, I don't mind still making, you know, some of these songs that people are used to. And let me give you an example. Yeah, let's same. say you get signed by a label, you know, let's say you're Owl City mm-hmm. or Blink-182, right? Uh, when they sign you, it's like, okay, we've heard this pop song. Uh, we want you to make more of that. Mm. Now, obviously, I want to make whatever, like, I want to make and, like, yeah. you know, be able to have that creative freedom. But I also have no problem at all compromising a couple songs. Like, here is what the people want. Here's what you put on the radio. Yeah, because yeah, I get yeah. that. <laughs> I understand that aspect of it. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that stubborn. Just give yeah. me, give me the platform, and I'll try my best to please everybody and myself. Yeah, yeah for but sure. People don't know what they want. <laughs> people don't know what they want, guys. Come on. And sometimes that's true, you know. Sometimes yeah. experimenting is what people really like, but the label's like, nah, dog, you gotta make, you know, freaking nah, 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 nah for the radio. It's fun. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of, gr- like, you know, especially like as a up and coming artist, like when you're starting out, like you really have to be aware with like what kind of presidents you're setting. Like what kind of songs do you make? Um, is it all over the place? Uh, or like what kind of gigs do you do? You do? Um, like what kind of shows are you primed to like perform in like all these all these things kind of like will contribute to how like people perceive like your 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 like work and whatever so um, yeah it's just like because if you're hyper conscious about it at the start like you're basically doing all the groundwork first and then once you get the ball rolling then it's just like okay like this is the expectation I've set so like let's just go yeah, um, it's tough, man. Like, and there's a lot of like, as an independent person, like uh, as an independent artist, like because you're in charge of everything, so it's like, okay, like where do I even start? Like, I finished the song, okay, now what? Like, oh, now I have to think about like the cover art. Like, now I have to think about like you know posts and all that kind of stuff. So it, it does get pretty overwhelming, but you just kind of have to like just keep going because yeah once you once you set up the groundwork it's kind of just all like all up from there I guess yeah 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 ain't nobody gonna do it but yourself yeah it's kind of tough now yeah yeah well anyways switching gears a bit um, before we started recording you were telling me how you use or how you learned to use Cubase from using it at your job so yes, sir. please tell me uh you said you mainly produce in Logic. So how is producing in Cubase different? Oh, well, okay. I think on the production side, Cubase and Logic have a lot in common. Um, I think it's getting used to like the routing and how like how your workflow kind of like becomes a little bit different, you know. 
Uh, I will say Cubase. One thing about Cubase that I realized on the job is that um, like their inbuilt tuning, like you know when you do like vocal tuning and stuff, mm-hmm. like their pitch correct um, yeah. system is really advanced. Really? Yeah, it's, the, it's um, like Melodyne in? level. Yeah, like the inbuilt like tuning. Uh, it's called Vary Audio. It's uh, okay. it's basically like pitch correct. Reason but it's has really that. Advanced. Austin, and you know that, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's true. You know, I don't know if you guys have the answer to this. Uh, I was gonna ask a ret on Reddit or something, but I'll ask you guys. Like, I, I don't know, but I don't know if you guys have much experience using Melodyne over uh, other pitch corrections. Yes. And I was, I was, I, I've been wondering how uh, different, let's say, Melodyne is over like Reason's pitch correct. You know, if it's more advanced, you know, if you can get more natural sounding results. Or if it's the same exact concept and it's the same no matter what program. Because yeah. like if I found out that hey, if you use Melodyne, you know, maybe it'll sound like this. It's like, well, maybe I should start using that instead of pitch correcting inside the box, you know, inside of reason. Because that's yeah. usually how I go about it. You know, no auto tune plugin, guys. For those who don't know, you know, got to manually do it. Got to drag every note of your voice to make it. Sound I good. Uh, I've been using Melodyne for about nine years actually because it actually comes with Studio One. And it has nice. been coming with Studio One since version two, which is what I started on. And uh, I'm getting Studio One. Now that I think about it, it is actually pretty similar to what's in Reason, except you cannot, you know how you can like flatten the pitch in Reason? Yeah. You can't do that in Melodyne. It won't let you. If you want to take out some of the variants and like people were like too drifty, yeah, it can help you correct some of the drift, but it cannot go nearly as far as Reasons can. Saying Reason that said, is better. That's because it is based on being like more natural. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is you can like chop up the notes some more and then edit them a little bit different there. And you know, that helps a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Melodyne is built to be a little bit more um, natural. And yeah. Yeah, I've only, I've only like touched on Melodyne. But I mean, the only thing I'm not like super jazzed about Melodyne is that it's a plugin. Like it's not um like on like it's, other yeah, DAWs, like you have that, to stick that, it in a channel strip. Yeah, it's problematic. That's, yeah, that's and why it doesn't. I like reason. Yeah, just yeah, you stick it in a channel it. strip. Yeah, like, yeah, like so in a, like as an for, effect, right? Yeah. I, yeah. No, that is not actually true. You can use that at least in Studio One. You can use that as a clip effect. Yeah. So Studio One is um because it's inbuilt. Um, but like well, for you every could do other it in, DAW. Yeah, but you could do that in uh, Pro Tools too. But in Pro Tools, you, you gotta but put it in a with channel that, strip and then like um, print it or like have it. Have you it can re- you can do it that way um, or yeah. you can do it as a clip effect. But right. like you said, you're right. It, you do have to print it when you do that. Yeah. And I, I don't like that. that. In Studio yeah, One, you can always go back to it and fix it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can keep so, the clip effects on as long as you want in Studio yeah, One the- and it can play it back in real time. Yeah, that's not what I'm super jazzed about when it comes to Melodyne. Uh, I would say like... Yeah, that's um, fair. The, yeah, the Cubase very audio stuff like is really... It's it's like... It, you can even like... um You know how like when you you sing and then you change your note, like you're basically like drifting up like if it's like a held note, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You can actually control like how that like uh, connecting... <laughs> that connecting thing like um, how smooth it is into the next note because yeah. sometimes you know it's funny that you bring up autotune 
because I've been made to use very audio to pitch correct vocals into autotune. And like I've been told to treat it different, like to treat the pitch correction differently if you're going into autotune. So like yeah. even like using autotune, like I'm still pitch correcting, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's a Yeah, it's I do that real, too. Like, I've had to thing. do that before too. In the Slate bundle, there's a plugin called Metatune, which is essentially yeah. like autotune except yeah. better. I usually do use Melodyne and use that to like get all the blobs, as Melodyne calls it. Mm-hmm. Salamone literally calls them blobs, <laughs> the notes in Melodyne. And uh, I use that to get like all of the blobs lined up. And then I use the Metatune very lightly to just smooth out any of the... Yeah, it's about like the smoothing out into like different notes. Yeah, I can't sing to save my life, but you guys heard the Coker diss track I dropped. Uh, that yep. was my vocals on that was Melodyne into uh, Metatune, and then into the Isotope RX plugins, which again I cannot stop singing the praises of, mm-hmm. and then everything else after that, EQ and compression and reverb. And yeah, yeah. so any other differences you'd notice in Cubase? Um. Well, it's kind of like a. How's their stock stuff? It's kind of a. Oh, the stock stuff is pretty good too. Like uh, the instruments. Oh, so I haven't actually tried the VSTs just because, like, I don't do much. So I don't do a lot of production at work. Like, I just do like straight up like either engineering or like vocal tuning and things oh, of okay. that nature. Um, so I don't okay. really. I haven't had, really had the chance to try out it the production stuff. Like, even though I plan on doing that on my own time, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. just to get a little bit more familiar with like, and the hotkeys, man, geez, like, you know, you know how hard it is to like compartmentalize hotkeys between three different programs that you use. Oh, right. <laughs> For real, yeah. dude. I mix up Studio One and Pro Tools all the time. Yeah. Now, one thing cool with Studio One is they let you load in like key sets from different DAWs. Yeah, and Cubase be, like, lets you, can you do use... that too. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but and I can never, is, I can never remember Logic's, yeah. dude. Logic, when you press, when you press C in Logic for it cycles, right? You know, for the count, no, it sets a loop. How yeah, does yeah, that make it any sense? It sets a cycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cycle. That's why they call it a cycle and yeah, not a yeah. loop. Yeah, that's why it's a C. It makes no <laughs> sense to me. In in reason, at least it makes sense. You press L for loop. It right, makes sense. Right. In Studio One, you actually have to press slash. But whatever. I mean, I've used Studio One for about ten years, so I've, I've learned that. But yeah, yeah. You know, sorry. One what thing, were you gonna say? I'm used to reason. You press G and H to like zoom in and out of things. Yes. And I try to use that for Wait, every really? single. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know that. I've been using Command Plus and Minus. You base as G and H for zoom too. Well, you know what though? I don't know. I don't know if it's the same for Mac because I'm on Windows, and you know, lo- re- using even the difference between Reason on Windows and Mac is frustrating to me. So oh, frustrating. Dude. It's because it, it's different. Oh, yeah. I don't like that that Mac has Command and Option and uh, Alt right. because they work right. differently than how it works on Windows, Control Windows and Alt. Yeah. So that's frustrating. Uh, but what I was gonna say before is it's almost like going between video game to video game, where you're used to one video game's controls being one way. And, yeah. but then yeah, it doesn't sure. play the same. The other, oh, yeah. I, I originally was going to say it's kind of like switching between consoles, except for the most part, it could still be the same controls. Technically, it's yeah. just the, the labels are different. So that doesn't really count. Yeah. But it's like it's, going from yeah. Battlefront 1 to Battlefront 2. Well, I don't, I don't know. You I, can't run in one of them. I can't remember which one. I think it's, no. I want to say it's number one. One, then, one is the one you, you can't run in, I think. 
There's no sprint. Okay. Like that was before. There's no sprint. That was before the advent of sprinting in video games. Talk about original Battlefront. I figure. Yeah, OG, the real yeah. ones. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I remember playing the uh, Battlefront demo. That was so cool back then when it came out. Because like, what the heck? It's Battlefield, but Star Wars. I'm shooting <laughs> laser guns. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I was wondering if you had any guilty pleasure music that you listen to that's completely different to what you normally oh, listen to. Like, like I've been really, like I like uh, "Lights" by Ellie Goulding or "Justin oh, no, Bieber" by that's, Nelly. You know, I, I wouldn't feel guilty about that, man. Like that's a not that's like a banger, guilty, <laughs> but you know, it's kind of like ah, yes, I'm yeah, listening yeah, to yeah. this. I, it's like uh, something that no one would think you're listening to. I usually oh. laugh when I listen to it because it feels like it's guilt. I feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. So uh, me and my friends have kind of come up with this uh, subgenre of music. Uh, we call it post irony because you listen, you start listening to it as a joke, like ironically, and then you end up liking it. So it goes mm-hmm. post irony. <laughs> like, yeah. You actually enjoy that music now. Uh, yeah. Like I listen to, okay. So I don't want to be one of those guys that says I listen to everything, but like I kind of do. Me um, too. When I, so this is a funny story before COVID swept our shores you know um I, when i was still in florida i really wanted to go see creed uh live at the hard rock cafe <laughs> at universal yeah. i don't know if you know know of the band creed uh <laughs> yeah, i've heard of them yeah yeah uh they've been labeled as kind of like a joke but like i think the song still bang like you know um funny thing when my song came out yesterday the only thing I was listening to yesterday was, uh, have you are you guys familiar with um, British bad boy Robbie Williams? Um, no, member of Big Bad. Okay, well, yeah, I was listening to his twenty uh, fifth anniversary re release of his hit song Angels. You can kind of you can look it up. I'm sure you've heard the song before. It's like one of those karaoke songs, but like, yeah, I listen a lot. Uh, I I do enjoy the occasional limp limp biscuit from time to time. Um, <laughs> for sure. Like uh, that, that, that's throwing it real back. Yeah, dude. Real like, way that, back. That that um, when they did the Mission Impossible theme song, uh, for like Mission Impossible two, that was like the the, the thing. Like you know, it still it still goes hard. Like <laughs> so, yeah. I I do gravitate to you know um. I think in terms of like pop, like in the vein of uh, Ellie Golding Lights, uh, I think recently I was listening to, uh, it might have been Madonna. Like I, I, I was listening to that Fergie song. Like I've been listening to Glamorous, like, you know, cause Jack Harlow did a song using the, the Fergie song as a sample. I went back to listen to that Fergie song for a little bit. Cause it's great. It's great. It's a good yeah. track. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, I didn't mean to go that 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 deep, but like yeah, it nah, was pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. Ah, as far right. as I can remember, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So all, all these guilty pleasures, like I suddenly don't feel that guilty about anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. That's fair. Well, anyways, um yeah, we're about ready to head on out and let you go, but before we do one last question, all right? Yes, sir. With all that being said, what are your hopes and dreams for the future? Oh, man. War peace. <laughs> um, dude, honestly, I was thinking, like, my friends, this as a joke. Like, I just want to get enough clout to just, like, stream. 
<laughs> stream <laughs> just to like just straight up just like and like just sell like um i don't i don't know if you guys have like streamers that try and sell like like g fuel like anything like just i just drink g fuel actively and i stream on twitch <laughs> i would love to be sponsored by them or right, monster like that's energy just drink dream. that's just the dream like <laughs> i rely on a lot of caffeine to exist that's just the dream man yeah coffee like, even. Uh, just just to farm enough clout that you can do that like <laughs> On a like regular schedule, uh, yeah. I nah. In all seriousness, I don't know. Like, so this job that I was talking about, like, I really just started out. We'll see how that goes. I'm I'm learning a lot, which is great. Um, and it's like a at a super fast pace too, just cause like I only have like two. Mm-hmm. It's like two me. songs. No, no, no it's like I mean. me and my boss, like and like oh, my okay, other too. boss. Yeah, so it's like a three man thing. So you really learn real quick. Uh, but yeah, like I think down the road, like with that whole Spotify thing I was talking about, like you know, uh, just being aware of like how your engineering is compared to like everybody else on that list. I think as independent like artists and stuff, like um. That that part of like the equation tends to get overlooked, mm-hmm. but the reason you don't get playlisted, I feel, is just cause like it's not up to snuff if you're comparing it to like pop releases. So I think for on my end, what I want, I would love to do in the future, at least uh, locally, is just to kind of like bring everybody to that kind of like standard of engineering because like. I think locally alternative music gets a bad rep just because, you know, people perceive it to sound be like sounding unprofessional and whatnot. So um hopefully down the road, uh as myself, like I could help level the playing field a bit, you know. And I think it's like that in the States too, like especially like with independent like artists on the independence, like, you know, you go record a song in a studio and then you just kind of take it home and like, just put it out. Like it just doesn't translate very well. You know, I noticed a lot of studios tend to mix, especially like if it's a large format console, like they mix it like a live show. If you understand what I'm like trying to get at, like they pull up faders, Mm. pull down faders, but they don't really treat the, the material a lot. Whereas if you hear like pop songs, they like, you know, they do all sorts of like wacky, like mixed stuff that, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah so I think. Oh, are clean. Yeah. Like people on the independence could really benefit from some of that. Like at least over here. But I think as a whole, like, yeah, that kind of, that part of like the equation tends to get overlooked. So uh, hopefully, I think the point that I'm trying to prove like with my own artist stuff is that yeah, that kind of stuff does metal. So down the road, maybe it, like my point will be a little bit more made. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I could, you know, do more about that, at least locally here. Uh, yeah. You know, I think I have a new dream, you know, my hope for music. And I think my pay gap, um, or what's the word? Just, you know, my pay rate, you know, uh, you hit this threshold, pay threshold uh, yeah. for my distributor. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's like 100 or 150. Uh, then you get paid out your paycheck. If I could get enough like clout on my music to where I could just consistently just get one paycheck a month, even if it's just that flat like right. 150, that would make a big difference in my life to have that 
extra like that that count as revenue you know at that point it's yeah, like i'm making sure. x amount a year from music as opposed to like whoa i got a paycheck wow i can't believe <laughs> yeah. it you know and, and you know what i think my pay threshold is like ten dollars for my distributor and i've been paid out like two or three times like you really don't make much yeah. uh at my level and even if you had some you know listens it it's hard to make money off of just listens like spotify yeah. pays you nothing yeah it really doesn't it's ridiculous uh, yeah. but it's, you know so just the it, way it is because yeah, like it, spotify all they do is really just host your music like you know upload uh, through them you don't like do anything through them they, you just like here's the music yeah, you can't even They're like all right here on. is like 99 point we'll take 99 point like 9998 percent of the revenue <laughs> yeah, here's yeah. a little bit you deserve for making our platform exist it's like oh gee thank you that's my hot take for this podcast <laughs> it's not just spotify by the way but spotify is really bad with it yeah for sure but, uh, my label has told me like Apple Music royalties are a little better, but like I don't know how many people use Apple Music. Probably marginally, over here. yeah. It's I, a I little mean, like better. over, like I don't know how it is for you, but like my mm-hmm. distributor is just like I just upload my music to them, and unless I specifically request it's not, you know, oh, distributed yeah. something, it distributes to everything. It can't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Same, same here. Yeah. Okay. So you just, just you know, throw the throw throw a white net <laughs> and see what yeah. sticks. Yeah. Um, yep, try but, and not put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I think main source of revenue down the road is still like shows and I don't know, potentially like selling merch, yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, That's kind of how it's always been, to be honest. Yeah. Merch but, and, and shows is where people get money. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Like, we'll see. But um, yeah, just kind of like, I I guess as a in, on the independence, like, it's funny because, you know, like, I don't know about you, Austin, but, like, I still get hired to do, like, mixers and masters for people. Um, yeah, same. And, and like, you charge them you charge them a certain amount. But when it comes to your own things, like, you know, I mean, it's not like you're going to pay yourself. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's also a luxury to be able to do that completely autonomously. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I tend to have that at the back of my head like because like now I'm not paying anything to be an artist but like you know aside from like commissioning certain things but like outside of that like I don't have to pay for like engineering work so that's a big advantage that I think should be like you know yeah like we should all know that that comes with like like a certain privilege you know (laughs) like to be able to know how to do these things Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah it really takes that edge off of being like an independent artist but like at the same time it's a lot more work but yeah um so very true yeah <laughs> so yeah it's, it's a give and take uh. <laughs> but it's tough out there man but you know engineering <laughs> where's that bro <laughs> like, you make very little money and put in very uh, very much more work <laughs> you know as if production wasn't enough you know <laughs> yeah well anyways yeah on that note we're gonna end the cast and uh, yeah, thank you so much, Daryl, for coming out. We're going to end the thank cast and keep the pod going, if you know what I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you uh, to our <laughs> other guest, Jacob, for coming out. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Long time listener, first time uh, participant, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was, it was great to meet you, dude. What an honor. 
great to meet you and uh, great talking to you again, Austin. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I will send over those stems soon. <laughs> Looking forward to it. You know what? We need to all do a collab. All three of us make something amazing. Uh, yeah, we just... <laughs> we'll, we'll, how about we just make another Angels and Airwaves? How about it? Like, <laughs> you're yeah, speaking my language. Yeah, yeah. We just and then like the goal is just to open up every AVA show, <laughs> not even like put out Dude. music. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Let's go. Not even to put out music. Just like just open for him and like just, just open leave. Like, <laughs> keep Jesus keep your dreams Christ. in reach. I'd be and, so and we can uh, we can get Kwong to dance in the background. That's what's up. I'll let her know. Hopefully she won't fall off her chair and break her neck. Hey man, it's a it's a job hazard at this point. So you know. True. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.